Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Last week we began preparations for the Festival of Gratitude in the town of Fark by going on a turkey hunt with Blackfang. This week, Grim and Clara set out to go find some glowing mushrooms at the edge of Sundry Swamp. How will that go? You'll have to listen and find out. Please enjoy this episode of Dungeon Boys. The camera, the camera fades, <laughs> and we, you know, pass away from this as you guys continue your hunt. I want to hand the turkey to arrows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you go magic in that turkey now. <laughs> you shouldn't have yeah, done yeah. that. And you just animate with your, like, spread it apart. Yeah. <laughs> now I would... If I had lived in this world, I would probably agree with Black Fang. Like, if you brought a turkey that I killed back to life, I don't think I'd want to eat it. Yeah, right. something about something about that feels wrong. Yeah. Um, every turkey gets one, just one. Uh, let's say now we cut very briefly. Also, just to let you know, I'll be ending the episode with this next moment. We cut to Grim walking up to. Uh, Walking into the garden where he finds Clara holding a basket of fruits and veggies that she's taking out of the garden and setting on a table. Um, and how do you, do you greet her? Yeah. Um, good morning, Clara. Clara is a elven woman. She's got pointy hair and thick red, uh, dark red braids that of hair that come down. Um, well, I don't pointy ears. You said hair. Is it pointy hair? Did I say pointy hair? Yeah, I. I'm sleepy. I pointy ears, of course, with elves, and she's got you know thick braided red hair, and she looks ready to go foraging with her foraging clothes on, and she says, "I got my well, special boots." Hello, my wee darling. Good morning. Who might you be? Looking directly up at you, yeah. Moe darling. Yeah. Uh, I'm Grim. Wait, did we meet before? Did we meet this woman before? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay. yeah, you're right. Sorry. Been a couple years. No, I'm going to continue this. Just continue. Okay. Uh, my name's Grim. Briar sent me to help you gather some mushrooms. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we met before. Um, I'm sorry, darling. Uh, but I suppose if you're going to come with me, let's go get us some mushrooms. Let's be on our way. I've got a, um, what's it called? Mushroom. <laughs> I do have a mushroom, yeah. Um, I, I've got plenty of supplies that I, I think can be useful for us. Oh, very uh, well. Storage. Um, as well as this, this odd mushroom you may be interested in. She, uh, <laughs> she grabs it and she says, this is an odd mushroom and it's not what we're looking for. Mm. I didn't imagine so. A friend of mine gave it to me thinking you might be interested in it. Very well. Don't you keep that? <laughs> I'm tempted to throw it away, honestly. She says, All right, well, uh, let's be off to the cave. I hope you're prepared to get wet. And she turns around and begins walking off towards the, egg, the, the edge of town. I feel like this is going to be bad. Grim and I fall. So. Uh, you guys have headed out. Let's just say you've you've headed out to where the mushrooms grow. Grim, you're not sure where they grow, but Clara has taken you down to the edge of the sundry swamp. Uh, she takes you out of town to the west 
uh, to the edge of the Sundry Swamp to the river that passes not far from town. Uh, and in the distance next to the river, you see a pile of like boulders, like three large boulders that are stacked together, very large rocks. Um, what I, I'm about to reveal to you is they are very similar. If anyone has seen the Hobbit film, An Unexpected Journey, if you're familiar with them running across the uh, that big green field away from the orcs with the dog things, and then they find that rock with the slide that goes down into the cave. This is what we're you know approaching. Clara takes you up to this rocks and she says, right this way, uh, and sh- you're... The, your feet are now kind of getting sloshed, sloshed up with this kind of briny water in the, this edge of the swamp. The the river is, you know, high, so everything's wet around it, and the river's in the distance beyond these boulders. Um, <clears throat> there, All these boulders are leaned up against together. They're standing about 20 feet tall, but between two of the boulders at the bottom is an opening that leads to a cave. Um, cool. Huh? Cool. Yep. Clara turns to you, and she <coughs> says... Uh, Mr. Graham, we've got the head down inside of here. Okay, I, I trust you. Uh, all right, <laughs> just go in. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she like lets you go in first or whatever as she pulls on a pair of leather gloves. Uh, and she says, um, I'm not much... It is a, a cave in the swamp. I'm not much of a fighter. but uh, So if we run into anything, I'll expect you can take care of it. Uh, I can try. Um, Pretty good with that, actually. Wonderful. You look you look like a a big strapping man. So good. Uh, and so she follows you down into the cave. Uh, the cave is dark. There are a few rocks to climb down. I have dark vision <laughs> into the cave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, at least we're self-aware. <laughs> the I think I'm the only one who doesn't have dark vision. I, don't, I might. I just gnomes assume don't have dark vision. They Not should. forest gnomes. Oh, oh, forest yeah. gnomes. I just assume that everyone has dark vision <clears throat> anymore. First thing, dark vision. Yes. There are a few rocks climbed down into. Open up. It opens up a bit. There's nothing like. Uh, it's nothing like the cave that you were in in the Bone Mountains. Grim, sorry, I'm talking to everybody. I should just be talking to you. It's it's not that big, but it's 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 fairly you know largest cave. It does okay. Um, it does all right. It gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ceilings are about 15 feet high, and it you know it's definitely it's de- definitely damp and dank. There's yeah. there's water dripping from the ceilings. You're obviously like in this swampy grotto that is formed from who knows what underneath kind of the edge of this river and under this swamp. It is a grimy, grimy little place. Um, and uh, roll a perception check for me. All right. Swampy Grotto. That's like, yeah. that is a backwater community right there. Swampy Grotto. 23. A 23. Very well. Well, in the rear, back in the rear end of this cave, uh, you can see in the distance about yeah, 50 or so feet away, um, you can see some, <clears throat> you can see, sorry, some glow-in-the-dark mushrooms, some round, you know, faintly glowing shrooms in the back. If these um, are mushroom spiders, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. They're not. <laughs> the entire floor of this cave is thick, briny mud, so you're definitely in rough terrain, and it's pretty much pitch darkness down here, so you are in very dim light for your dark division. Oh. Clara also has a bit of dark vision as well, so she can make her way through here. But behind you, you hear 
And she's, she's making her way <laughs> through the. Hey, we should have kept the juice in here. Juice in here, yeah. <laughs> a little uh, Foley action. Uh, of her behind you. Well, we had a close up recording of him eating peanut butter out the inside of that bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, uh, There are mushrooms at the back end of the cave. Uh, I'll need to go over there and, and check on them. Um, and she looks around a little bit, and that perception roll. Of 23. Mm-hmm. Some good looking. Let me roll for her. I can see through the mud. Let me roll a little bit for old Clara. I can see possibilities. Clara, obliviously, she walks past you a little bit. You're kind of taken in the cave at this point. Um, you know, don't really perceive any dangers just yet. Uh, so she <laughs> over towards those mushrooms. She gets about halfway there, gets past you a little bit. And that's when you notice in the corner two shapes that look like mushrooms out of the ground. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) hilariously, (laughs) but are hilariously not mushrooms. They're they're longer and pointier than mushrooms. They're not short and wide. I call it Clara. Okay. What do you say? Clara, wait. What's the matter, dearie? There's there's some odd looking mushrooms in the corner. I I'm suspicious. Okay. Not that they particularly seem dangerous. Uh, it's just this is a cave. Caves typically are dangerous. It's a suspicious looking so mushroom she, over there. So, so she's like puts her finger out and she's she's pointing, you know, like looking at the mushrooms, warmer, trying to figure. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. She's trying to figure out like which mushrooms you're talking about. You can tell she's like leaned forward and squinting, and she's like. And they all look all right to me. Oh, Bullweed. And then she like, she says, "Are those the one you're speaking of?" Yeah. So <laughs> the one uh, that's pointing at <laughs> um, And as you yell "Yeah" to her, your voice, your voice, you know, that's a little bit of excitement. You bring some volume to your voice. Those two pointy mushrooms begin to move together in unison. They're stuck out. About a, you know, width about a foot, foot and a half apart, maybe a little bit farther, and they move as one. And then with a big shake, behind it, the whole floor of the cave behind those two mushrooms shakes mud off of itself. Mud slaps against the walls. And you can see underneath all this mud, a big boar nose comes out. Right behind those two, not mushrooms, but tusks that were sticking out of the mud. And with one big nasally exhale, mud comes flying out of its nostrils towards the two of you. Roll a dexterity saving throw. That is one heck of a nostril clearing. And Clara says, oh no! I got a 17. You are successful, you duck. And as you duck, a big old glob of snot mud slaps against your forearm and goes off towards the back. Clara is not so lucky. She takes a big old mud pie, snot mud, right in the face, and it knocks her back into the mud. And you hear her say, oh, no. Uh, have we created snot mud? Is this the first instance of snud? One, one day on an interview with all of us, 
will be on Jimmy Fallon. Right. And Jimmy Fallon will be, oh, D&D is in the mainstream, and, and uh, you guys are have a successful D&D podcast. Uh, one of the questions that's burning in everybody's minds is, did you all coin the term snot mud? <laughs> yes, actually, we did, Jimmy. As this well is as our defining dust. <laughs> as well yes. as voice dust and spiky hair. <laughs> Anyway, pointy uh, here. Yeah. Pointy pointy here. Hair. She smacks into the mud and she says, I'm, I'm okay. I'll get to the back of the cave. Can you deal with that thing? Absolutely. Um, you know, later, if, if you're interested, I've got some bark that can kind of take care of that nastiness in your teeth. Can we deal with that later? And she's, you know, she's obviously, the comedy aside, she is afraid. Uh, and she's dragging herself through the mud. And trying to get up and back to the uh, back to the entrance of the cave, while a giant boar stands before you. But with that high intel- or perception roll again, you notice some things about this boar. Um, it's giant. It is much larger than a regular boar. It stands almost as tall as this cave. Like it's, it, this is not its natural habitat. Um, Where is a marble that summons a brown bear when you need one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little inside joke from a recent. Let's just go ahead and tell people the short version of the story is Bryce was it you who murdered? Yeah, it was Bryce. Bryce, Bryce murdered a giant boar handily by inserting a marble that uh, summoned a random animal. Yeah, from uh, a, like a rusty bag of tricks. You pull out like a you roll a d8. You pull out a thing. Um, Bryce's character in my campaign had a weapon on his arm and he shot it through um, this creature, and uh, the latter half of it kind of exploded into bear. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we launched the uh, ball into its rectum right at Main Street, and I rolled I rolled the D eight to see what animal it would turn into. Hopefully, it'd be like a rat or something. Go in there and like start tearing up some organs, but nope. Brown bear took care of that. <laughs> so yeah, that's not how we're probably going to defeat this one. Uh, well, interesting thing about him's like though. I got this. Plugs yeah. one nostril. Stand the, back. The boar is giant. But it's also thin. It doesn't have all that extra weight that um, you know a boar would have. You would think it's it's not a, it's not doesn't look healthy. Um, its skin is really pale and it looks kind of thin. Uh, and then whenever you look at its eyes, they are once the mud like drips off of it, they're like completely gray and glassed over. Like this boar is blind, or at least looks blind to you, because as it stands up and snorts, <clears throat> it's looking around the cave for you. And um, whenever it decides that it doesn't know where you are, but it's going to charge, it charges directly towards the sound of your voice uh, and roll initiative. It is upset with you. Initiate yourself. I can't see you. Fitting. Fitting. Disadvantage on initiative. The roll. Um, I don't think it gets disadvantage on initiative, but it will. Zenith will get advantage on every attack, and the boar will get disadvantage on every attack. Nice. I'm about to kill me a defendant boar. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, he so Grim to to How's your know, animal handling? It's actually pretty good. What do you think in this boar? What do you think is the story of this boar? I think he got like stuck in there. Somehow, some way. Just there's a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> this boar <laughs> <laughs> Day thirty seven. <laughs> I'm so bored. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we eventually do have to play the game, yeah. right? Well, you're doing setup. Wait, what are we here for? I mean, that's all we. That's what. That's what we do when we set up. Was we riff, right? We riff. I know the cave only goes in two directions, but I don't know which one's the way out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Try them both. A pin. You might got a pin right here. Pins in front of right here. In front of your person. That's real life. Three on perception. Yep. Uh, yeah, Did I reach off camera it. to hand you a pin? I don't know. Oh. I guess there is um, no camera. Grim, what's your initiative roll? Fifteen, my good man. Dude, how to just just take in the blessing of just two people in initiative? <laughs> just two people in combat. Read how, it in. Just as a DM, like how can you mess this? What about up? the girl? You can't mess no. it up. She's yeah. not even involved. The she, board, she, she already died. <laughs> the board decides to kill her, then so be it. And there's only two people in the initiative. Free action. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You're, you know, you're, you're saying all oh, this actually. Is, I think there's actually it was a, a literal war yeah, for it's like, like the last beast several or something. But yeah, yeah. All right. Keep power. <laughs> we yeah. all by this point we all know who's who. It's got new batteries in it. I don't the know. Fist. Where's that boar at? There she is, right there. It's this. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's good enough. It's pretty boring. It's got tusks. Ooh, yeah, it is. It is actually a boy. Hey, oh. nice. It knew exactly what you needed. Clear. <laughs> little leaf girl over here in the corner. All right. So I'm let's gonna just have it charge at me, and then I'm gonna jump out of the way, and Claire is right there. Yeah. <laughs> problem solved. What? What problem? <laughs> <laughs> Claire's like, I didn't know I was a problem. <laughs> Could have eventually been wrong a problem. accent again. Wow, he sucks. All right, continuity is yeah. non-existent. I'm no Matt Mercer. All right, so it is Grim. It is your turn <coughs> versus this giant boar. How far away? Uh, the boar, let's say the cave is about 50 feet in diameter, so he's about 25 feet away. Mm. In your defense, Matt Mercer is a voice actor first, then DM second. Right. So Very true. It's, I don't compare myself to him. You'll never find me upset about that for real. Yeah. I don't even watch his show. Not out of principle. I just don't watch a lot of these. You ain't got time. I don't. I don't have time. All right. Uh, so, Grim, yeah, it is your turn, young man, as the boar begins to charge upon you. Yeah, that's another thing for you people out in the audience. We hope you enjoy the show, but go out and play some D&D. It's a lot more fun than listening to it. It's true. I, when I started playing D&D, I stopped listening to it. Yeah. We are very blessed, though. We are very fortunate to have a group of brothers and honorary brother who can get together with frequency. <laughs> I mean, if you look at all of our faces, that's the call you probably make. What do you do? He's a little outside of my range because of uh, difficult terrain, so I'm going to use good old chill touch. Nice. Um, you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range of 120 feet. Uh, make a ranged spell attack uh, to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes, um, at this point, he will take, what are we, 11th level? He'll take 3d8? Yeah. Nope. What level am I? 38. Uh, yeah, he'll take uh, 3d8 damage. If you hit? If I slap him. Roll, it's a melee spell attack or whatever, like a ran- or a... Um, 
It's uh, like a wisdom attack, so let's see if I can do. I guess you're, you're not rolling on roll. You're you're rolling on. Yeah, roll. yeah. It's a yeah. So um, seventeen to hit. A seventeen will hit. Roll with advantage. I mean, doesn't really matter though. I guess you can't crit on this, but I got a twenty-four. So yeah, you will definitely you will definitely hit the boar with this attack. Um. So he's gonna take three to get damage, and it cannot regain hit points. I don't think it could anyway. Behind it this... is a healer boar. <laughs> Uh, healing mushrooms. Um, eleven damage. Eleven damage. All right, cool, cool, cool. Man, that'd be like your kind of battle. If all these mushrooms in here are like healing yeah. mushrooms. Anything else that that happens with the spell? Um, no, that's it. Um, it well, the, like the, the I think the thing like clings to it, so yeah. I'm just gonna like grab its tusk or something. Okay, so a, a spectral hand appears in this cave and grabs onto this glowing tusk. As like you can see the frost and freezy, it's like a chilly, like the actual cold. Yeah. Or yeah. So like the like a very chilling, frosty visual implement appears around the f- tusk. The f- tooth is frozen and it passes up its face, and it rips out a kind of <laughs> big noise. All right. Uh, it takes Eleven damage. Thanks. Um. Will you allow me? I don't imagine it would do anything, but just thematically, like put my shield up. Of course, I'm, I'm not going to move because Clara is actually behind me in its path. Of course, grimming about that life. Yeah, um, he's moving. Uh, so fortunately for this boar, it will have just enough. Even in rough terrain, it will have just enough to try to charge you. Um, so what it's going to do here is. Um, let's see. First of all, we gotta do a tusk attack. So I'm gonna roll to hit you with a tusk real quick. He's gonna dis- disadvantage on both of those, and he crit fails. Man. He crit fails. So the boar, <laughs> as it comes towards you, but you're able to lock down uh, and raise your shield and just bong, gong it in the face, and it stops right in front of you. Um, you know, kind of bouncing back off your shield, uh, trying to figure out what it's going to do with you there standing in front of you um, as it snorts and snogs. Snogs? Yeah, <laughs> snorts and snogs. These are all technical terms. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that's going to be the boar's turn. It's now your turn again. Cool. Um, since he's right there in front of me. This is a tough decision for Grim. Do I punch him? <laughs> Do I punch him? Um, with that, maybe this is a stretch, but with that perception check earlier, was there like any other entrance to this cave around? Um, or is it it's just that it one just, thing? It just looks like, honestly, that that little tiny crack between those boulders, There maybe there's some... Maybe there's some like current thing with the river. Maybe when it swells a certain amount, like it washes through that rock and opens this thing out. But no, it looks like this is a one way in, one way out situation. To your, you know, to your perception in this dim light. I roll animal handling to try and calm it down. You can give that an absolute shot for sure. Okay. Is there anything that you have on your person that you feel I'll let, you know, if you want to reach in a bag real quick and try to pull out something that might aid you in this quest to calm down a blind boar? Got rations. Okay. Alternate gluing mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> Another one. 
Then four oh, so yeah, I'll, I'll take out like a, a ration in one hand. Well, that's or... another thing that whenever you when it over opens its mouth to like snort and come at you, like its mouth is just all glowing. So obviously the only thing it eats is this are these glowing mushrooms. I've got some. Yeah, they do. I've got some um, rations of, like dried jerky and nuts and okay. all that stuff. So I'm just gonna grab a handful of that, just like a day's worth, and kind of okay. try to. I'm gonna make that what allows you to attempt the animal handling. Okay. Instead of giving you advantage, because like giant boar angry at you, I don't think you can yeah. just say, Whoa, hold on, you want some <laughs> oats? <laughs> so, yeah, the jerky allows you to roll the animal handling, so let's okay. see how it goes. Uh, I got 16. <clears throat> let's see, what would I roll against your animal handling? I'm gonna assume it wouldn't be strength. Let's you do like charisma or wisdom, I would say. I would say, yeah, I feel like anger might be a charisma stat, like it's just. You know, it's just angry you're in its place or whatever. Let's call it charisma, which is fortunate because it has minus three. Oh, <laughs> not a very it good rolls a ten for animal hand. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's, that's, I guess I think that's what everybody thinks happens when you handle animal in D and D. So like it uh, when you 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 toss some jerky and you know you wave it in front of it and instead of like continuing its attack it and you toss the jerky to the side and it goes after the jerky it goes over here and starts rooting around the muddle rooting around for the jerky and it's going to spend its turn rooting around in the mud for the jerky instead of attacking you i'm going to say my turn Okay. And I'm gonna pull out some more jerky, some more whatevers, okay. and I'm gonna like hold it out. I'm gonna put it on my shield like a spoon. And I'm gonna okay. hold that out instead of my hand. I feel like that's a smart yeah. move. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, like walk up kind of slowly, <laughs> like <right>. hey now. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna try to like get close to it and like pet it with. Well, that's like my my animal handling move this turn. Okay, um, Clara, you can hear her from the from the cave, like wiping herself off. She's about to climb out of the cave, and she says, "What are you doing, darling?" I, I'd like raise up my hand. I don't want to yell because yeah. I don't want to like spook it, but I'm just like, it's all right. Okay. I got it. All right. You And she like clambers out of the cave like, she, I'll be out here if you need me. Um, Throw her some rations <laughs> calm her down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you, you go over it. So we're going to do another animal handling check here. 15. 15. I don't <laughs> like this trend. If we keep going, I'm going to fail. <laughs> he, rolls a, he rolls a seven. Statistically. He rolls a seven. So as you... As you reach out for the, uh, for the, um, or you reach the jerky out, he turns after with a mouthful of mud, like there's mud shooting out of his nostrils again everywhere. And remember, this is a giant boar. This isn't just a big boar. Like, this thing is big, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you, you, it would take it would take rock climbing gear to get to the top of its back, probably. Um, and it, it turns to you and it comes towards. You know, slowly it, it's sniffing because it can't see, and you can see its glassy eyes, you know, like darting around, but it can't see anything. It's really quite a sad picture. Um, and it, you know, is snorting towards you, and it gets to the shield, and it opens up its mouth to bite down onto the shield to try to grab the jerky. Roll a dexterity saving throw to try to achieve the least amount of dental damage <laughs> possible to this boar. Uh, 17. A 17. I'm going to say a 17 does it. As it opens its mouth, you toss the jerky up. Um, really what I'm trying, I'm assuming that Grim in the moment will be like, this thing's probably not going to like it if it bites down on the metal and shatters its teeth. Um, so, you know, you kind of kick the jerky up right at the last moment and the jerky goes in its mouth and it... So it spins another, it spins another turn munching on jerky, but it's not a lot. So we're going to give you another turn here. 
<laughs> but it seems to be at least calming down because you're giving it all this meat and food. Uh, I'm gonna do it again. Um. Yeah, my plan right now is just calm it down so I can look <laughs> around and kind of figure things out without it trying to kill me. Okay. Um. Because Grimm will play that game. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm just gonna try to give it some more um jerky. On the shield, are you gonna maybe toss it somewhere or what? Um. Yeah. So. Based on what's happening, I f- Grim is going to feel not confident that this thing's not going to attack him, but he's going to kind of like just hold it very briefly in front of him and then like throw it off in a direction okay. and see if like maybe it'll follow that scent or like sound. Okay. Um, Didn't so, you yeah. pet it or try to? I tried to. If you were still Did a bird anything? and you had your lesser restoration, which can cure a blinded debuff, could you cure the boar's blindness? Um, That'd be cool. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> what were you saying, John? Uh, I was just curious what the petting was doing. I don't think it did anything. Yeah, I don't call it out or something. Yeah, I guess it's so. Costing a lot of rations. <laughs> That's all right. We don't eat. Um, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> Arlo eats. We, we eat Fox. at the inn, but not on the road. Yeah. <laughs> What you um, think? All of any this show already is like hours on. I mean, we're probably at the end of an episode right now. You know, who knows? My um, God, but, we need to stop for a yeah. snack episode. Yeah. So, did I do it? You just want me to roll animal? Yeah, let's do another animal handling. Ah, fourteen. It's the trim. It's going down. <laughs> yeah, it rolled. It rolled a ten uh, oh. again. So, uh, it it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then you you know it's sniffing towards the jerky like you like the its breath is hot on your body like you begin to sweat as it breathes on you like mud is splashing against your face as you wave the, this ration in front of this giant boar which you know is not enough to sustain it but of course is you know enough to grab its attention and you you know wave it in front and it's you know, all it's focused on the jerky it doesn't even at this point it's just like an animal looking for a meal you're feeding it it doesn't even seem too, too terribly angry anymore you toss the jerky off to the side. And you bought yourself some time to think of it <laughs> and begins rooting around in the mud again for the thing that you tossed. Cool. I, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to try to make a whole lot of noise because I don't want it to like come back in my way. But can I roll perception on the entrance? Yes. 20. Not natural. Uh, not natural. Unnatural. So the cave, obviously, I mean, you, you came in at the... Uh, at the entrance, which is what entrances do, uh, but it's the the ceiling there seems to be thin uh, for this cave. Like you can see the bottoms of those boulders that are really just kind of stuck in the mud mm-hmm. right there, and so it's just the entrance is kind of like these three boulders that are pressing against each other in a certain in a way where the ground, when it gets wet and soggy around it, is unable to push those boulders any different way, and it kind of holds the ground back, and that's what creates the hole where the water comes in and washes this out a little bit and gets all mucky. Um, so it looks as though, like, if you wanted to open that thing up right now, if you had, you know, heavy equipment or something like that, you might be able to dislodge a boulder or something like that. If you had something that was very strong, you might be able to dislodge a boulder and maybe make some room if your goal is to try to get this thing out of there. That's what I'm going to try. Um, what do I have? What do I have? <clears throat> What so what can I turn into with the mask of many faces again? Um people that you have seen. People that I have <laughs> You've seen 
haven't seen you. That's what I was thinking. Um, and it gives you. It doesn't give you like a full dose of their power. I don't think. Like I don't think you can become Maradin's ghost and do everything that he could do. But I think if, canonically, what we've what has been created with that mask is that what you know so far is that a portion of it's not just you're disguising yourself as this person. Like you are kind of weirdly becoming that person and adopting some of their skills and powers. Mm-hmm. So hang on one second. Also, go back and visit season one to learn about the Mask of Many Faces. It's one of at least the current Dungeon Boys' favorite moments when it was acquired, because that is when we first met Grawl Glittergold, and he was very excited to watch the murder that occurred. Poor Simon. Mask of Many Faces. Tombs were too small. Anyway, the Mask of Many. I'm going to get out of the cave. Okay. And I'm going to take the mask. Place it upon myself. Okay. I'm going to turn into Arlo. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, Grim's mother was a druid. Right. So he knows a little bit about their magics. So he's just, first thing on his mind is is Arlo. Um, so he's going was a druid. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to turn into Arlo to try and tap into some of that druidic power and use the, if you allow it, the cantrip mold earth to just keep like digging the earth around these boulders to try and get them to like fall in. Okay. And see if he can expand the opening a little bit. Alright, as you come out of the cave, first of all, Clara says, uh, what happened down there? I, I pacified him. I, I gave him some jerky. He didn't look like he had some good food for that's, a while. That's so. good. Maybe we ought to go go back to town and we'll forget about the mushrooms for this. We'll have we'll have mushrooms for the upcoming next year's feast of gratitude. No, that's okay. You didn't get mushrooms. Not not we we saw the uh, I saw the boar in the other end of the the room. And it, is Clara not disappointed? Yeah, we have a question. <laughs> No, no, so this is before. Yeah, okay, so okay. going, like I'm saying, as he climbs He's down, shrinking. In front of <laughs> um, I, I didn't get a chance to grab any mushrooms because the boar came before I got a chance to get to the back wall to get them. No, that's okay. We can solve that problem. And then I slip this like it's a wooden mask, right? Yeah. I just I slip this on. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, you hear? She kind of like <clears throat> at this point. She like she she knows Briar. And magic is not a foreign thing to her. And I'm sure he's told some stories and she was around for all the stuff that happened in Fark. So it's like, this isn't the first time she's met you guys. And she knows that weird things happen. So she turns around and she says, I'll be out. I'll be up here if you need me. And she goes and finds a rock that's stuck in the ground. And she like sits on it and crosses her, you know, her right leg over her left and like pulls a little um, like journal out of her pocket and begins writing on it while she waits for what's about to happen. So you place the mask of many faces on your face uh, and begin to shrink <laughs> and turn into it starts with the face. Uh, it starts with the IQ. <laughs> roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, I'm good at that. Wow. Well, you have to embrace the Arlo, though. You're a 15. Hold on, oh, come back here, uh, fella. <laughs> you feel it. You feel, some, you feel something different. You feel... You feel that more than just your outsides have changed, um, but you, there's no negative effects to this change just yet. You, 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 can, you, can, you can feel you can feel all those good power as well coursing through you. Like you can you feel like you are piloting another person more so than your disguise as another person. Cool. Harlow has gout. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> um, first thing, because I know from past experiences with this mask that, like, I will start to take negative effects. So I'm just going to hurry up and, yeah. like, channel what power I can and get this stuff yeah. done. Um, roll, roll some sort of, like, magic. Roll an arcana something. Like an arcana check or something. Just, like... Roll to see if you really can the effectiveness of how you can deal with you know find this magical spell within you that you've never used before. Seventeen. Seventeen. I have a zero arcana. Nice. So you you find uh you find I didn't arcana arcana is a word that we use for there's a check right yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like a magic check okay it's like understanding what a magical device does stuff like that recall right. lore about spells magic items yeah. elder symbols magical traditions of planes of existence and the inhabitants okay. well, yeah Technology we'll, we'll apply cool. that to what we're doing uh so you you find within you the spell mold earth and you you know exactly what it is you want to do and you reach out your hands and you begin to work on the ground around these rocks and the the ground loosens up even more loosely than it was before and you can see the dirt moving out uh, and you can look back for a moment and Clara like looks up and like she like shakes her head a little bit and begins to write a little bit more in her notebook <laughs> like you know she draw on that no like when they're French girls and so the, the earth begins to move you know but after a certain amount of time it starts to feel funny that you're doing this like you it, it comes to you again like after a few minutes of moving this earth there's a lot of dirt there there's a lot of stuff to pull roll another constitution saving throw for him. Twenty. That's a that's a nat twenty. All right. So you you feel it. You feel the mass like pressing on you and pressing on <laughs> the Arlo's coming out. Yeah. You feel you you start to like <laughs> you start to think about the fact that like I don't know if I can read what she's writing down in that notebook or whatever for just a moment. But as you feel that you're able to use your whatever powers within you to push back that the the power of the mask and you continue to move along pulling dirt out. Dirt continues to move. Down inside the uh, cave, you can hear uh, as you uh, continue to pull more and more dirt around. Um, and the dirt continues to come out, continues to come out. At a certain point, you can almost see some light as the dirt continues to uh, move aside from these rocks. But again, the mask, using this magical power that's not yours, that you're you know, using this person that's not you, uh, is taking it's you feel it again. It's it's pushing on you again. Roll another Constitution saving throw. Okay. We roll. Oh, I got a ten. That's a one plus nine. <laughs> a one plus nine. That's a one. Like you wait, you. Every yeah, it could just be a one. Yeah. Uh, this time from somewhere you, within you hear. <laughs> this, this time you really feel it. This time you do. You take you take fifteen points of psychic damage. Oof. And but since he has the deeper connection to Arlo, does his magic feel like it's coming easier or anything like that? Or I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he knows who he is. He like you know. This not doesn't feel like you're. This doesn't feel like theft to you at least. Mm. But you do take fifteen points of psychic damage, and. uh you can feel in if whatever it feels like to forget how to read. You for, you just forgot how to read for the for the time being. Mm. You haven't forgotten your mission, but it does hurt, and you're starting to be a little bit confused. You 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 know that you're grim that you've transformed into Arlo, but it's starting to get muddy. It's starting to get a little bit confused. Okay, um, I'm only going to do it for a couple 
like a minute more tops. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's, getting, yeah. it's getting too deep. <laughs> you, you keep digging, you keep digging, you keep digging. You can see more and more light going down into the cave. In the distance, you can kind of see as you're breaking around this boulder, uh, you can kind of see that boar in the back that's just now like, you know, pushed against the wall <laughs> and snorting. It's it's freaking out a little bit. And then um, with one more cast of this mold earth and you like, you know, spectrally move that earth out of the way, you see the boulder jiggle a little bit. And then it slams down into the cave. And as it slams down into the cave, you hear... <laughs> It was Orlo the whole time. <laughs> and then right. you can hear underneath the thudding of hooves. Clip, clip, clip. Now I have a challenge. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is a two-parter, technically. First part's right. probably not possible, but I'm curious. I just thought of it, so I want to see what happens. Um, second part's just also curiosity. But can I use the mask? It's it's someone. So what, what's the ruling with the mask? It's someone I've seen before. Um, yes, it's someone you've seen before, I okay. believe. Can I use the mask to turn into Grim? But alternate reality Grim before he changed. <laughs> that seems Ooh. like a, that seems like wait, really, have you seen yourself? Yeah, mirrors exist. I think oh. I think reflections. <laughs> I think you have I think you're imagining too many specific knobs on the back on the back side of this mask. <laughs> Um, I just again like this wasn't my initial plan. Yeah. I just thought of it just now. There's too much multiverse shenanigans going on. I think I'm gonna have to say no. I'm gonna say if you tried to turn into Grim, you just end up being you just turn back to yourself. I guess. Okay. That seems a little. I, I feel like if we have any lore munchkins who are listening to this, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is he's he's, he's we, he'll never recover from this." <laughs> so, whatever Plan A was, I'd love to hear Plan A. That was well, <laughs> no Plan A. Was plan thirty-seven B. I was gonna turn into um, Grimm's father because he's a paladin and he could do some healing stuff, but you can't cure blindness with. Lay on hands, and that's like mm. the basic paladin thing. Gotcha. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, what about a cleric?" Does he have? Does he have lesser restoration? Yeah, that's fine. Well, I guess you plumb the depths of your soul. Let's. This is fine. You. What you want to do is cure this boar's blindness. So yeah. you plumb the depths of your heart, and a piece of a bit of magic that you didn't know Arlo had comes up, and you feel as though you could restore this boar to a, a portion of health that it may not be at. I'm gonna, I got greater restoration. I'm going to run at it. Okay. Because I got to touch it to do this. Yeah, wow. I got lesser. So as you run at it, from underneath the cave, underneath the cave, there's not, I mean, nice. the hole that you've created is not exactly bore size at this point. One of the boulders has definitely dropped down, but it's, if a boar was going to, you know, like gingerly step out of this cave, it was likely a giant boar is likely not going to happen. But this rock dropping into the cave, this boar has activated fight or flight and it's got no flight left in him. So it's in fight mode and it gallops. And then you hear whoosh, its face and tusk smack into one of the sides of the boulder. You see a crack crack up through one of the, the boulder that you drop down. Some rocks fall off of it and it you see it like pressing against those boulders and fighting its way it feels the light you can see it looking up at the sky its eyes are watering with the sun shining down into its eyes and it slams 
Why is my boar accent better than my any other accent? <laughs> it slams Comes doof, naturally. Doof, <laughs> and then eventually, one of the other boulders tips over, and the boar pushes itself and comes barreling out, out missing half of a tusk at this point. Mm. That's right. It cracked That's the character. It, it cracked yeah. the tooth. Yeah. <clears throat> so now it's rushing, I guess, in your direction. If you were directly outside of the cave, so I might lose a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, like jump up at it because at this point Grim's not concerned if he gets hurt like he never really has been he's got an objective he's going to try to make that happen as best as he possibly mm-hmm. can so he's jumping up with arm raised <laughs> as he's like a foot off the ground <laughs> um, and then just, just ready bracing for impact kind of just right, this. preparing the magic yeah Alright, let's roll so get it to uh, like snoot level. <laughs> yeah. I mean at this point, yeah, that goes straight up the notch. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, that's what you're seeing. You jump up as the snot, the snot, the snout is headed directly for you, and your hand presses against the snout of this boar as it is hurling directly at you, glowing mouth open, you know, <laughs> as it comes towards you. And what skill spell do you cast? Uh lesser restoration. Alright, what does that do? Um, you you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. So the first thing this poor boar sees is this handsome little gnome flying off in the distance <laughs> after being like impacted. R two D two screen. Wow! <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, if so, you press your hand against it, somehow able to pass magic through it as you have this impact. Uh, its eyes, if you were to be able to focus on this, Clara can see it. The glossiness that was covering its eyes is now gone, and it can see again, as well as some of the color returns to its skin. This boar is now in the light. You can tell is extremely skinny. This boar is this boar is emaciated. It is not a healthy animal, um, but it is strong enough to give you a real walloping. So let's let's um. I'm gonna roll some damage on you of uh, what this boar would do. I guess say like he now sees through the end of his snout. You ended blindness on the snap only. Eight. Hold on. You're gonna take. What is a DX and how do I? (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna deal. You're gonna get eleven damage initially. Eleven. Um, but also because of the distance it ran to get to you, you're gonna take another ten. Ooh, another sixteen damage from one of the, from the from getting run over by this thing. Does he have um, his health pool or my health pool? Uh, currently, he has your health pool. No. Uh, so, so yeah, there you go. You I'm get dead. you get slammed on the ground hey, um, uh, by the snoot, and you narrowly oh, twice that. Yeah, you narrowly get uh you narrowly dodge getting trampled by its sharpened hooves. Uh, which are nice. way overgrown and kind of gross down from down there being in the mud. Uh, and it just keeps on running. It's, it, it can see now, and it just keeps on running through the swamp, and it, as it gallops, not looking back, you know, snoot, snorting around and looking for the next place it wants to go, but it just keeps on running. Uh, can I, like, I'm, I'm imagining laying down, like, Loki after the whole... Oh, you're flat. You're flat in the mud at this point, I guess. Can I, like... Regrimify and then like stand up. <laughs> but before you do that, I have to ask you for one more constitution saving throw. Trying to use Arlo's magic again. Uh-oh. 14. That's another fairly fail for this one. The the it get, it increasingly gets harder and harder. 
Uh, you take another another what was it fifteen psychic damage? I said. Yeah. You take another fifteen psychic damage <gasps> into your brain. Uh, Louder, you numbers. <laughs> and you immediately, before transforming back, you become a little bit confused as to what you're doing and uh, why you're there in the mud. But you do still know that you are Grim and Arlo's body, but you don't remember exactly why. This will be interesting. <laughs> Is that because he's losing touch with himself or because Arlo just doesn't know what's going on most of the time? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to show up in town and be like, cousin! <laughs> well, no, you do understand You understand that it's the mask that's made you this way. You don't want to, like... Hey, Kian. The exact, <laughs> the exact purpose of what you're doing, the exact reason why you did it, like, where you are in the world currently is a little bit unclear to you, but you do know that I'm Grim, and I transformed into Arlo with using the mask of many faces. Immediately, as soon as that thought comes in, I'm pulling it off. Okay, just, or just re retransforming yeah. whatever has to happen. Yeah, you pull eye. you pull the mask off, and magically, you you know that purple cloud of stuff like passes over you, and you become Grim again. Question and, for the DM: Is this like a difficult removal? Like, is it harder to take the mask off as you get deeper into this person? Uh, a little bit. It's, it feels there's some there's some pressure to it. There's yeah. some pressure to you trying to peel this off, but you peel it off, and you're so deep in the mud from getting thrown off at this point that like an Arlo shaped snow angel of your like it's like negative space. The only part of you that's not underneath mud right now is an Arlo shaped part. <laughs> so like your arms and legs are underneath the mud currently uh, as you, except for your right arm, which is holding the mask uh, as Clara walks over to you. And she says, what? Just what? Just, are you all right? Maybe. Maybe you just got run over by a boar, <laughs> and she grabs your hand and to try to lift you up out of the mud. Oh yeah. What? I'm fine. Yeah. What do you mean you're fine? You just. She points over to like a pile of broken rocks, r- rubble over there, and then she points back the other way to a, bo- a giant boar running. Did towards, I do that? <laughs> running towards the forest, and she says. We are just here for mushrooms. It's the the Gur thing. Why not do that? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. did you get the mushrooms? Do so. Do I like like forgotten a little? Well, I think he's confused. We'll you're, yeah, you're you're just you're befuddled currently. Like it's coming back to you. It's coming back to you. Boar rocks. Uh, you know, just I guess you know it, it is slowly coming back to you. Like, we're here for mushrooms. No, I haven't gotten the mushrooms yet. We still got to go down there and get them. If, um, unless there's another boar down there. Well, no, let's let's go get them, I guess. I mean, that's... That, yeah, that seems not right for you. Let's go. Let's go do that. Uh, she said, she takes something out of her pocket, and it's a little, like, it's a little uh, um, cake that she has wrapped in this little bit of parchment or something. It's like a little baked good. Uh, and she says, here, this ought to make you feel better. Thank you. <laughs> you take a bite. And uh, your your mind begins to heal a little bit. You, it's rejuvenating. It's a bit. It's like a those brain cells coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit. It's, it's just a. It's, and she says it's a family recipe. It'll make you feel better. Oh, um, thank you. And you get back like half of that damage that you took. Um, and you begin to. It's double medicated. <laughs> Don't eat more than half of it one time. <laughs> As hey, you with ordinary LSD. 
as you walk back towards the cave. It, it eventually becomes clear to you what was going on. Uh, you know why you're here, uh, and your your mind is clear now as you descend back into the cave. Uh, the two of you walk towards the back of the cave, and you are now standing over a big pile of mushrooms that are in the wall there that are stuck kind of on that back wall and in the in the mud. There's a big boar shaped hole where there are no mushrooms back there, as well as you know the rubble is down in the front, and a lot of the mushrooms are covered in mud now. And she says, "Hmm, here we are." Well, let's get what we came for and get out, I guess. Very well. Uh, let me make sure. Uh, make sure which ones are the right ones. And she takes her thumb and she like put, pushes it against her nose, and like for a minute and a half, she's like, you know, flicking her thumb across her nose, like. And then she takes her thumb and she presses them against the mushrooms and flicks them against the mushrooms, and she's like, "Now is it? It's supposed to feel a little bit softer, or a little bit harder than me nose." And- Grim, Grim is looking at her like, he's like standing behind her like shield in hand, just kind of watching, like standing guard. And then when she does that, he's just like, and <laughs> you wonder what's wrong with me? <laughs> she flicks one of us another tusk. <laughs> She's like, I'm using my, she, I'm using my nose as a tool. You got run over by a pig nose. I wouldn't be talking if I were you. Just stand back there. I'll be done in a moment. Well, you also had the snot in your mouth. I didn't. <laughs> She saves some. <laughs> she, 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 she sighs and doesn't respond. Then she pulls this big leather bag out of her pack, opens it up, and then she finds a couple big mushroom ripe mushrooms. She jams them down in there and she's just like loaded down. She hands you she hands you one, she loads up another one, and you guys have got a pat mule pile of mushrooms, and she says, Well, we got what we came for. A little more interesting than I'd planned for it to be, but I believe Briar would be pleased. Take both packs, okay? Because I'm a gentleman. Oh well, thank you, sir. I uh, appreciate you, Grim. I might have been bored of food if you hadn't helped me. You know, helped me and the boar, really. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't cause problems for the town. I tune in next week. <laughs> he didn't look like he was villainous so much as he was trapped in this cave, and I'd never seen him before. But um, it was nice. That was a nice thing for you to do. You could have just killed him. I know. He looks sad. It is. Sad, pathetic, and also kind of a situation which is sad. I think he'll I think he'll uh, he'll be pleased to live his life now. Less blind. So. Yes. That kinda came out of nowhere. Yeah. But such is life. Let's get back to town, Adrian. Yes. No more boars on the way back. Not today. Fades to black and we return to town. Back to town again. The Festival of Gratitude is nigh, but before that, Briar wants to speak with Arlo about something. Find out what that's all about next week on Dungeon Boys.